episode 530 of the Lee Cast podcast. I'm Nathan King Cooper joining me. Just Colton, Blue Basket Sweat. That's right, guys. I killed Aiden <laughs> to steal his account so that I could be Diamond One finally. <laughs> He's now the highest ranked member of League Cast. No, Aiden's <laughs> yeah. uh, Aiden's busy, so he will not be joining us this week. It's another solo dolo show with uh, me and mm-hmm. Colton. Um, to, to call back to last week's episode, he's he's looking for a little dog support in his life. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. Maybe we'll have an update next week um, for in that in that department. Um, and before we get into the show, we've got uh, three new patrons. Uh, probably no leak cast news. Um, actually, maybe a little leak cast news, depending on if you want to if you want to leak and tease what your idea is, Colton. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm down to, to give them a cool. tease. We've got a little bit of new news. We've got a new patch. Um, no stories. A, a Manscaped uh, ad read. Uh, we'll do a little guaranteed guffaws because we've got a, a funny little uh, little Mad Lib sort of thing for you. Uh, we'll close it out with a Competitive League, Roundtable, and uh, a lot of emails. Spoiler, we will not be getting to every single email this week. So if your, your email did not get read, uh, we will get it next week. Uh, yeah, we got like 25 pages of emails. There's a lot of emails, <laughs> unironically. Mucho. Um, cool. Colton, how was your two weeks, bud? Um, you know, not so great. Oh, no. Um, well, being sick is uh, not a fun thing. Um, so I'd say a, a good majority of my last two weeks has been spent uh, in, in bed trying to recover. Um, I don't know if you can hear it in my voice still, but I've uh, been, you know... Good old, good old sore throat, congestion, headache, the lot, um, fun, fun times, but nice. mostly better now. So good. that's that's nice. Uh, league's been going about as well as my health. Um, it's been it's been hell, man. Solo queue sucks. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I feel like I've been playing really well um, on most in in most games, like, or at the very least, it's like, oh, what like. The, the big things that lost us this game were, were completely unrelated to me, mm-hmm. um, right? Where it's like, sure, maybe I went, you know, like down 10 CS and died twice top lane, but that's not the reason we're down three dragons and our bot lane's 0 and 10. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, that's, I, I, I wish I could say more. I've been playing a lot of Legends of Runeterra on my phone um grinding through path of champions i i'm done with all of the region quests nice so my ability to unlock cards is now severely diminished oh i see um but that's okay i've got like 95 percent of them at this point i i still am missing a decent chunk of champions which kind of sucks yeah i feel like like obviously they want to make champions the most rare and the most expensive but I feel like if you're playing enough that you've completed every region, um, you should probably have all the champions. At yeah, that at point. the very least, all the champions. But <laughs> yeah, right. It's yeah. like if, if I'm missing some rares or some like ultra rare or like legendaries, or whatever. Like that's fine. But the fact that like at this point I can't play some characters in labs because I don't own two copies of their champion yeah. card is like, huh? 
And fortunately, like they give away a lot of resources every week, but still, it's a it's a it's a slog to try to get you know copies of every single every single champion for sure. Yeah, I I feel like the the weekly chest should have just like an extra champion shard in it, mm-hmm. like from what it already does. But hey, you know, it if they don't give you free stuff, maybe you'll buy stuff. Yeah, so I'm not buying stuff in Legends of Runeterra. No, I think uh, uh, I think initially i bought something on release just because there was like a really good deal um uh it was like a like very new player starter pack but you know super good for the release of the game uh which ended up being pretty nice but i i can't remember at this point so yeah yeah i mean riot's been i think notoriously good for like their starter packs where back in the day i think like the starting champion bundle you could buy oh, for ten dollars so good get like, get like 20 25 yeah, champions something like that mm-hmm um but yeah that's uh that's about it for my week nice. or at least what i can remember how about you what you've been up to uh so i think i've played three ranked games this week um at least on my main uh i did not feel a a strong call to play any ranked um so i lost my first game at one lp last week uh and then won two games in a row so i'm up i think 33 points uh on the uh on the week despite going plus one game uh strategic loss if you will yeah yeah that's you know that's what i do when i'm at three lp (laughs) is i say fuck it i can int this game and they can't stop me yeah yeah um so that's been going all right Uh, i've been having a ton of fun on my smurf honestly it's it's so nice to be able to approach games with like not that i don't want to win but it's not going to be like catastrophic if I don't win, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So I've just been playing a ton of like top lane, a ton of, a ton of mid lane, uh, had a couple of pop off Diana games. I can see why uh, Trevor enjoys playing that character. Um, so just having a lot of fun in that, uh, in that department. Um, otherwise still playing a bunch of lost Ark, still grinding through uh, um, Elden ring slowly, but surely trying not to, to get burnt out. Like, uh, I think a lot of people have already. So just enjoying, uh, enjoying things. Uh, and I think that's kind of it. So if we want to get into the show, um, yeah. Um, so not a whole lot of league cast news because our league cast news boys not here. Um, but I will say that we are, we are going to record our Patreon yeah. show for April in the next couple weeks. Um, so look out for that on Patreon or a month later on YouTube. Um, you know, a couple of months ago, Nick had kind of pitched to us build a champion based on like the idea of necromancy and voodoo. Um, so my idea for this month is going to be build a champion using one of the stands from JoJo as your inspiration. So like, turn Silver Chariot into a stand, or turn Golden Experience into a champion. You know, what's four abilities and a passive? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think most stands generally have like they're one big thing and then some other kind of like attributes but i'm yeah i'm interested to see what we can draw from and i'm really interested to see if someone goes like really far out there with one of them where it's like you know some of the fighting stands like let's say silver chariot you could yeah make like mm-hmm. a, a fiora-esque character and but and if you take easily. one where it's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah but if you take one like whole horse and it's like his stand is a gun how do you turn a gun into a <laughs> i'm champion? gonna pick the sun <laughs> I'm going to pick the sun, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yep, that'll be up on our Patreon. 
uh, in the next few weeks. But that's about it for Leadcast news. As for new news, um, we've got a patch. Yes, sir. So... Patch 12.7. Oh, the patch notes aren't linked, so we're going to have to uh, pull Uh-oh. it up really quick. Um, oh, stinky. Yeah. Let me see. <laughs> it was on Reddit earlier. Um, yeah. So just got to try to find that real We can quick. just make up patch notes. I True. think that's probably the better way to go about Ooh, it. Ooh, Samira buffed once again in, in my wow. patch notes. Yeah. Yeah, in my <laughs> patch notes, it says here that Yumi, Yone's, Aphelios are all being removed. <laughs> Aphelios. Interesting. I didn't realize you had uh, some hatred. For, I mean, Riot had some hatred for that character. All right. I have it right, I've up. got the actual ones <laughs> up now. Yeah. So uh, at the start of the patch notes, we've got Gangplank who's being buffed yeah oddly some reason uh you want to start uh, Go ahead. The, yeah yeah burn damage on his passive has been increased uh sorry you're right decreased yep. no it's no it's it's increased it, no, it's, yeah, increased it's increased late it's, mm-hmm. it's increased late game uh the w mana cost has been reduced so small buffs i think that the burn on his passive is one of the most frustrating things about gameplay. It is a very um, like know. hidden strength sort of. Um, yeah, like, I would. I mean, three hundred and ten damage late game is is nothing to sneeze at. Like especially yeah. especially when you can proc it. Like I, I won't say consistently because I don't think that's the right word for an ability like that. But definitely m- more often than you would think would be possible. Yeah, I. It's not even to me the late game that's the worst. It's the early game. Like early game getting cued and it's like you burn he procs his grasp yeah and like you're just like oh great you know he just cued me for 100 damage i burned for 50 damage Mm -hmm. he got grasp procs that's another 25 damage to me and he healed like fuck my life yeah it's just so difficult especially when that comes out like pretty often um so yeah we'll we'll see i i think uh they are kind of out of touch with the meta on this particular one where Gangplank is like, he's definitely not blind pickable into everything, but he's absolutely strong enough that, that you can pick it like if you're confident playing him. So uh, Gwen, her E cooldown refund is increased and the ultimate uh, cooldown is decreased early. So a little bit of love to get her back into uh, viable status, I suppose. I, get, I feel like she's still fine. but She was definitely weak, like for sure. But um, yeah. certainly, I don't know. Not not been weak, weak for a but long like, time. Still has a potential to pop the fuck yeah. off. If you're good at Gwen, uh, Jace, base health, health growth, and armor have been adjusted. So it it, it looks, looks like he's like... he's been touched. He's been nerfed a little bit early and buffed a little bit yeah. late. Yeah, lowered early on, higher later, which I like. Mm-hmm. Um, that's always been one of my things with Jace. Is like you tend to want to go a really high damage build and you're not, you don't have the base stats always to do that as much as you do on a lot of other like brutusery characters. I I actually feel like he scales a lot harder into late game than um, like people, people tend to think, you know, his EQ combo at, at, you know, level 18 when everyone's, you know, late game isn't going to be one hitting people anymore, but it's still doing a, a really solid, like 30, 40% of, uh, of someone's, you know, health, uh, just because of the amount of mm. like flat pen plus, um, uh, like lethality that, that the current Jace build has. So yeah, pretty strong. Sure. I would say, 
Uh, Callista base mana move speed and attack speed growth is increased, so buffs for her. We haven't seen her played in a long time, so it's uh, probably a good thing. <laughs> what if they um? What if they made her attacks do one hundred percent of her attack damage? <laughs> no, that'll never happen. <laughs> I it's just such a weird change that like, will they ever do that? Like fix that? You know? I yeah, I don't think they ever will. I, I don't know I if it needs to be fixed. Like, because they can buffer in other ways. It's just such a weird, mm -hmm. like, it's it's weird that if you didn't play the game at that point and, like, aren't super familiar with the character, you, like, you just don't imagine that she has that, you know? Oh, oh yeah. I, I, like, I would venture to say, like, three quarters of the League player base, if you told them that, would think you're lying, if not more. And the other quarter is, like, who the fuck is Callista? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Any anyway, that's that's a champion. Uh Karthus, Q damage against monsters increase. Yeah, so a character who um I think is already like pretty strong in the jungle, uh getting buffed again for the jungle. Yeah, uh they they like making people do bonus damage to jungle minions. Yeah. So I, don't, I don't know why. Uh Lee Sin, Poggers, Lee Sin nerfs. Base AD is decreased, Q base damage is decreased as well bless rip blind monk <laughs> i mean he's still gonna Lilia. be absolutely playable mm -hmm. he lost 10 damage at all ranks by the way lilia passive healing against champions is increased w base damage is increased so a couple buffs Ooh, interesting i feel like that character is like pretty niche meta defining uh i don't think that's where she is right now but she absolutely can be yeah. there like shortly she's a character who just completely takes over the jungle if she's allowed to you know mm -hmm. Oh yeah, if she's if she's in a good spot, you see Lilia like yeah she has really often and especially in competitive yeah she has like the fastest clear in the game like the fastest move speed her team fighting is absolutely cracked. Whenever she was popular, I I she was my Pamra ban. Uh, awesome, pa uh, Nico. Sorry, not Pantheon. Uh, w passive base damage is uh, and movement speed is increased. Okay, so buffs for yeah. our, uh, for the shapeshifter. Mm-hmm. Pantheon, who could just be Nico in disguise. True. Base health regen decreased. The range of his Q when he taps it is increased Ooh. as well as wider. And the self-slow on his E no longer applies if he's running away. Um, our crash now lands faster. So buffs to Pantheon, I'd say overall. Again, the small health regen decrease, but Q is easier to hit he can run away with his e better and the ultimate falls faster so i'd say overall those are both oh absolutely it's uh it's pretty interesting we haven't seen him like pretty much ever since like since they reverted his um his e damage like change where or i guess nerfed it mm. is a better way to put it um to where he wasn't blocking 100% of the damage like for a super long time including turrets um but that's it's pretty interesting i uh I kind of like the character, not when I have to play against him. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see if this brings him back to to, to playable. Uh, next up yeah. is Rengar. Q bonus damage against structures is reduced. W bonus damage against monsters is increased. Interesting. And they fixed a, grom uh, a bug where Gromp didn't grant, grant any ferocity. Oh, that's wild. <laughs> huh. No no ferocity for you. Gromp has tamed your anger. <laughs> That's kind of like, how does that even happen? That's crazy. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, hmm. Rise. Q damage, AP ratio increased, bonus mana ratio decreased, 
hey, he's a mage. You need to build AP to do damage. Yeah, so nerfs to uh, Rides, who is a character with like a 46% win rate. It's uh, it's kind of crazy, but at the same time, he has tremendous presence in pro play. Uh, so not terribly surprising, all things considered. Yeah. Wukong, are you ready to play the new jungle the new jungle character, Colton? No. Wukong, uh, Q cooldown is decreased. W cooldown is decreased late. Dash can now go through terrain, so over walls. Uh, e, AP ratio and damage against monsters is increased. So, you ready for uh, jungle Wukong? Uh, the W change is actually <laughs> like pretty wild. Um, oh, yeah. I think it, it definitely like pushes him into the jungle a little bit more than uh, like a buff top lane. So it'll be really interesting to see where that goes. Um, I'm kind of excited definitely. for it. I think he'd be, he could be a really cool jungler. Mm -hmm. And I, I think he could potentially match some of the like really strong duelists that we're seeing. Yeah. Like I think Graves obviously is the really prominent one where... You know, Wukong probably is strong enough to dash onto Graves and actually fight back. Yeah, especially with, you know, Conqueror, which I assume he's going to be running still, and uh, um, his passive where he gains the armor over time. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah, it'll be really fun, though, when he goes Gore Drinker Death Stance and never dies. Oh, I mean, that's that, that's the build right now, that's, yeah. So. That's, that's all the junglers. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Yasuo, base health is increased, ultimate cooldown decreased early. Yonai... Ultimate cooldown is decreased late. <laughs> sure. You ready These for the guys needed buffs? <laughs> you ready for the paragraph? Oh yeah. <laughs> Zeri. Base attack damage, attack damage growth, and armor decreased. Health growth increased. Q base damage decreased. AD ratio increased. Now applies on hit effects only once per cast. Now grants at most one R stack and one E cooldown reduction once per cast, but crits can get an additional of each. Uh, w base damage increased or decreased. AD and AP ratio <laughs> increased. E cooldown increased early and decreases with rank again. And R cooldown increased early and decreased late. Um, yeah. So that's a lot of changes. Uh, so it looks like early on, they're shifting less armor more into health, and the the AD is down. Um, you know, Q they made a bunch of changes to, but I think the big one is that the on hit effect only applies once, mm -hmm. and that crit can get you an additional stack. So pushing towards a crit Zeri build as opposed to like a Trinity Force Titanic. Um, yeah, so. I don't know how all of this balances out, but I it, it seems to be an intentional nerf to a lot of things. Yeah, which um, I think is a good thing. The character is still a little... I think she's actually like kind of fine right now, um, but she still has a pretty high ban rate, pick rate. Um, you know, her win rate yeah. I don't think is like super high, but that's all right. My, my biggest issue with it, though, is just like changing this many things at once is always hard. Mm -hmm. But we'll see how it goes. Um, and then we've got some item changes. Uh, Abyssal Mask is receiving a buff. Um, Gale Force, the cool, the active cooldown is receiving a nerf. Uh, Moonstone is receiving a nerf to the to the bonus healing and shield power per stack. 
Uh, Umbral Gra Glaive is getting a buff. It's 100 gold cheaper, and the cooldown is 10 seconds shorter. Winter's Approach is getting nerfed. It's 100 gold more and 50 gold or 50 health less. Okay, yeah. I I like that Umbral Grave, eh, Glaive, that's always hard to say, got buffed. But it, Yeah, that's the only one I'm like really worried about, to be honest. It's, it's tough because nobody else gets an item like that besides like assassins or if you happen to be like pike or center support yeah i i wish they had a similar item for like tanks or ap yeah it would be nice like yeah i want to i want to buy the vision denial item like why can't i do that uh i think it would make sense as a support item um it is kind of weird that like lethality supports of which there are one and a half i'll say um kind of crazy to have an item like that yeah and then like what it like the other intent of it is right for like assassins to be able to sneak by wards mm -hmm. or clear their path but like they could very easily make a similar item that you know if you, you wouldn't be seen by wards which i think people would hate but i think so too yeah it would have to be like really stat inefficient i think mm -hmm. um but i think having a, a like i don't know 90 second cooldown you won't be revealed by the next ward like yeah or, or like even just you know like yeah the the first ward you cross over like you have like a ward spell shield um and, and maybe it's got like multiple charges where it's or like multiple stacks where it's like i've got two shields so i can walk over two regular wards or like one control ward or something like that or i, I don't know the next like maybe maybe getting a takedown on a ward resets the cooldown or reduces the cooldown you mm -hmm. know something like that yeah, but anyway, like, I, I really like Umbral Glaive as an item. Mm. I think it's a lot of fun being able to deny vision like crazy like that. Just sucks that, you know, supports don't get to be the ones doing that. Yeah. Um, assassins are already having too much fun in the game. True. So. <laughs> uh, and lastly here, we've got Time Warp Tonic. Um, they're changing it so that the immediate uh, tick of health that you get is lowered so instead of getting half of the value immediately you only get 30 percent and the rest of it over the duration and then the movement speed while you're chugging potions is instead of five now four percent so some nerfs to that uh fuck people who go time warp tonic and biscuits every single game <laughs> yeah i, I don't, hate it so much i don't think it's like that common in like from what i've seen granted i don't play a lot of solo lane um but yeah it was, it was probably a little bit too strong so good nerfs um, then we've got some, uh, holy fuck. Uh, we've got some ARAM changes where Maokai gets a <laughs> minus 20% damage dealt. <laughs> it's fucking wild. Um, I don't know. Among some other things, you can check it out. Uh, they've got a mythic content overhaul. You'll have to check that out as well. Um, and then ranked season two, uh, ranked split. Two is going to start uh, Friday, April 22nd. Uh, a clash is coming up soon. Lots of bug fixes. Uh, and then there's four skins. Uh, Arcana Ari, Hecarim, Rise. Oh, I'm sorry. Five. Zaya and Rakan. So I think these skins all look really good. The Arcana yeah. skin is like, skin line is super sick. Mm -hmm. Yep. So there's those five skins. And they all, they all chromas, come with yeah. several chromas. Mm -hmm. And that's it for patch 12.7. Uh, looks like we also have an announcement that Swain will be getting um, a mid-scope update. So 
probably just brings some life to the character that's very yeah, much so not being played right now. We can talk about this more when the changes get live. Um, but a quick little overview. Uh, buffs to every ability um, in general, I would say. The passive will... You can no longer pull... The big changes. The passive, you can no longer pull CC targets um, unless they're affected by your pull. And then you, you could just reactivate it. So you E hit someone E again to, to pull them back. Uh, the pullback no, no longer does damage. You get more health per stack. Um, and then the big change is, let me read this all the way because it's it's actually kind of wild and, and the thing that I think the character is going to be like super fun for. Uh, here we go. Demonic Ascension uh, removed, no longer grants bonus health, uh, changed. Uh, when you cast your ultimate, Swain gains 50 demon power. Uh, Demonic Ascension lasts as long as Swain has demon power, which drains at 10 per second. So it'll last five seconds base. While you're draining an enemy champion, you gain 20 demon power per, sec per second. After three seconds, you can recast uh, for the big explosion. Uh, the big explosion now slows enemies by 60%, decaying over a second and a half. Um... Uh, and upon casting Demon Flare, the R2, it does not end Demon uh, Demonic Ascension. Okay, does it cost? No. Like, okay, so you can potentially get multiple explosions. No, you so you can only you can one. only cast it one time, uh, and that's after but three seconds. But you get seconds. to keep your form still. Yes, but you get to stay in yeah Demon form, based on the numbers indefinitely if you're hitting a champion. So yeah. that's uh, a like that. that's pretty wild. Yeah, it reminds me of the old one where it just costs mana and you could stay in that mm -hmm. form forever. Yeah, pretty nuts actually. Um, so yeah, we'll talk about that more. Um, I think when the uh, changes get made, um, uh, because mm -hmm. I it's I don't think there's much use talking to like potential changes that don't even make it to to live. But hey, yeah, there's gonna be some Swain changes potentially. Hell yeah. As as a fellow Swain enjoyer, I'm looking as forward to it. As a Chad Swain enjoyer, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so that is it for new news. We do not have any five star reviews in our rate as five star re section. Sad. Um, that's real sad, especially with how many emails are our email. The five star <laughs> conversion very small. Very small. Very sad. Very small. But talking about things that are big, we've got the <laughs> ad for Manscaped. And uh, have you started your spring cleaning yet, Nick? I have not. I could Ooh, use some help. Well, <laughs> you know, Manscaped's got just a thing for you because they've got the best tools for cleaning aisle five in your pants. Time to clear out your winter bush and join the other 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code LEADCAST. Now, if there's one thing I'm familiar with, it's Nick Cooper's balls. <laughs> and, you know, this winter has been a tough time for all of us, you know. Second second winter dealing with a global pandemic. Uh, you know, my first winter kneeling, dealing, uh, you know, maybe a little Freudian slip there, <laughs> dealing with Nick's hairy uh -huh, balls. Uh -huh. But Manscaped has really helped me with that problem <laughs> because of their, you know, performance package 4.0. It's got some great shit in there Ooh. to keep his balls nice and smooth. They they haven't trademarked that. We definitely won't because they're a sponsor. But I think smooth should be a core part of their marketing strategy. I think so, too. But it's not. 
Anyway, <laughs> the other thing that the start of spring is marking is the start of Testicular Cancer Awareness Month. Um, that started in April, so we're a little bit into it now. But Manscaped has partnered with the Testicular Cancer Society to bring awareness to testicular cancer, men's health, and early cancer detection. Now, I've never had an issue just asking to examine Nick's balls, you know, squeeze them around, make sure everything's good. But if you're a little, you know, afraid to do that with your homies, make sure you're doing it on yourself because uh, testicular cancer is a real thing. Very important to keep your balls smooth, safe, and cancer free. All right. Thank you to Manscaped. Um, one more thing, because oh. uh, I, I forgot to mention it again. I said at the top, but again, 20% off and free shipping with the code LeadCast at Manscaped.com. Again, 20% off and free shipping with the code LeadCast. I, uh, <laughs> I was playing a rank game and somebody started an interaction. They were a listener and they're just like, Colton, smooth. <laughs> That's really awesome. Uh, so that was fun. Yeah. That, that their interaction, their association with me is, Oh, he's the guy who talks about balls on the podcast. <laughs> that is a very, uh, funny. but yeah, thank you. Manscaped on to guaranteed guffaws. Nice. Uh, all right. So we've got a little bit, something different. Uh, I don't know who came up with this in the, um, in the discord, uh, but I think the person most involved uh, and who helped us the most to compile this nightmare uh, is Shark. Um, so thank you so much to, to him for, for doing this. I think it was Drew who, who had the original idea. Mm-hmm. Um, so Do you want me to get my narrator voice ready? Yeah, get it ready. Tell them, tell them what yeah, this yeah. is and so, the name. So we've, we're titling this Listen to Our Storyana. Um you know what? It's it's a bit like Mad Libs. I'll just let Colton read it. It's going to be it's going to be interesting. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's simultaneously a story. Good and bad. It's it's like Mad Libs, but we didn't give any structure yeah. period. So it wasn't like the adjective mm-hmm. dog verb. Like it, it's just complete random nonsense, but we'll we'll see how it went. Ahem. <laughs> As a bright ball came over Timo's pathetic little abode, Tom licked Soraka's hoof because she got strangled by a Cassiopeia while Sethu slept with his grandma's furry banana. Meanwhile in Sharima, Nassus ate Renekton. Que suerte, cried Amumu, who couldn't fuck the police straight. Why does Timo exist? Blind mechanics make Lee Sin blind by definition of me hamburger. <laughs> anyway... After Jin yeeted Shen, he gale-forced four times towards the fountain. Perfection. Now that he absolutely destroyed Timo's smooth and sponsored shack, they needed to kill Fitzgerald. Jin's diving with Timo wrecked is kinda became God and then kamehameha your mom and dad. You eat pickles like Rexai, said Nar, who ate Renekton's ball and burped acid from his pogmaw. He never wanted to eat poros. They just devoured Urgoth's spike and speedy spikes. Get my gun, said Graves, then went screaming for the waifus. Suddenly, a voluptuous Gragas danced gracefully with KDA. Tarek, Disco King, or sorry, Tarek, Disco Nunu, Tarek Tarek Outrageous, <laughs> said Shako's lover. Why, what does the fox seduce copious amounts of copium, ruining lives and all of Vistaya for cheese? Meanwhile, Pike ate Renekton aggressively. 
Sweet dreams, whispered Aurelia, who was in Ionia because there's a snake in her drawers. <laughs> two elegant chug jugs kissing, while two thousand centipedes crawled beneath the precipice where Brahm stripped wires and himself for days and days. Anyway, Aurelia ate Timo. Renekton was boofed regularly. He got game. <laughs> he was swimming in Nami's private pool. Renekton! Fizz and Renekton ate Renekton. Heimerdinger cannot eat Renekton, but maybe with a spoon and appetite he could. This was one Renekton who can't eat bananas for shit. Sadly, Jin shat. He cried. He ate. He was fired by Colton's thick, juicy <laughs> zillion. Once Renekton claimed Zoe's ears, he ate many Timos out of his toes. Now the Church of L.S. Christ. Amen. <laughs> some real winners there and some real losers, I would say. Yeah, there there was a lot of good, a lot of bad, and not much in between. Yeah, definitely uh, feast or famine, for sure. Um, but yeah, thank you to everyone who participated. We Maybe we'll do it again. We'll, we'll see. Um, maybe we'll do some structure. But yeah, that was a lease into our story on uh, Ready to move on to the next section, which I believe is competitive league. Indeed so, it is. Colton, have you been watching any uh, any of the playoffs? No. Okay. This weekend... I don't watch League of Legends. I play. I'm I a play gamer. League of Legends. This weekend might have been one of the most boring weeks uh, that has existed in a long time. There yeah, were... If I wanted to watch professional league players, I'd just put a mirror above my computer. <laughs> uh, there were a total of four series in uh, LEC and LCS, like across the, across the three or the, the two leagues, there were three, three O's and one, three, one. So uh, yeah, not, not too many games, almost the bare minimum amount of games that, that could possibly be played uh, over the course of four series. Um, and they were all like, ex you know, pretty one-sided. I, I think with the exception of maybe LEC finals, maybe, um, but hey, that's, that's what we'll talk about. First up was Fnatic versus G2, the rematch, the rivalry, the classic, uh, G2 3 would Uh, and I would say that this mm -hmm, is probably mm -hmm. the series that I, th it's, it's close between this and another series. Um, but boy, howdy, this one was, was like pretty one-sided. Um, G2 took this pretty handedly. There was not a lot of competition, uh, Fnatic look, looked lost. So, um, yeah, G2 would move on to the finals. Uh, and the same day we had, uh, oh, Cloud9 versus Golden Guardians, the other matchup that was, uh, you know, in the running for series that was, it, it happened, but it was not very close. Um, yeah, C9 3 0 they, they actually looked really good. I think coming into it, they had a little bit of concerns, but that ended up being um, <laughs> nothing to worry about at this point. Uh, of course, that'll... You know, it'll, it'll matter later uh, when they participate in... I don't know if they're going to the finals yet or if they have... No, I think they play 100 Thieves. The winner of a... Or the loser of 100 Thieves um, Team Liquid. So, and then we moved on to Sunday's games. Uh, Rogue versus G2 for the LEC final. Hey, G2 3-0. Uh, and in one of the most amazing lower bracket runs I think League has ever seen... Uh, 12 owed. They played four, uh, matches and did not drop a single game, uh, across, across those. So 
extremely impressive. Uh, G2 are the champions um, of LEC for the summer, uh, which is super impressive considering their quote, develop, quote unquote development roster. Um, so it looks like G2 is, is back, even though it never left. I don't know why uh, anyone ever doubts them, but uh, and then over in NA we had FlyQuest versus versus Evil Geniuses, uh, and I believe it was like pretty close for game two, and then that was it. Uh, I think the other games were pretty um, pretty one dimensional in terms of EG just kind of stomping. Uh, so we will uh, say goodbye to FlyQuest and. Uh, Evil Geniuses will move on to the next round. So, yeah. Um, right, out of these games, I would say probably just because they're the LEC finals, um, those are the only games worth watching if you're going to pick a, a series to watch. Uh, but the other ones, I think, were pretty predictable. And, well, not predictable because G2 Fnatic was supposed to be, you know, a barn burner. Um, but, yeah, the other ones were were just not great series to, to watch competitively. Yeah. All right, here's here's my sick idea. Riot's uh, Riot Ooh, okay. competitive division, hire me, okay? You know how uh, people want to go to like these live events, but they get sad if they're quick series because it's a 3-0. Mm -hmm. Take the the purchase price of the ticket, divide it by the maximum Ooh. number of possible games, and then the difference if it's less than that, give them to give it to them as RP. Ooh, like put a QR code on there. Interesting. Right, so it's like if it's fifty dollars for a five-game series, and they go three zero, I get twenty dollars in RP back. Oh, I, I mean, it, they just lose money that way. Yeah, it's, but it's never gonna happen. But uh, maybe they would, maybe it would boost attendance if they weren't selling out. I yeah, they're yeah, they definitely have <laughs> some a... some methods to to boost attendance. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, but uh, man, that'd be so sick. That would be pretty cool. Like... I'd like that. I mean, mm -hmm. not that because that, that we're able ever, ever to able go ever able to go. Yeah, so. No, yeah, but that, that's always, I think, nice if, if series are cut short like that is to get an incentive or yeah. like a bonus. Mm -hmm. um, awesome. So I think that's it for LEC plus LCS. Uh, if, you know, we'll be talking about LCS next week um, as the uh, finals rapidly approach. I think I think we have semifinals this weekend and then finals next weekend, I think. We might have, I don't know, another week after that. Um. Yeah, it looks like Saturday. Aiden will tell us when he's back. He knows. Yeah, next week Saturday, 100 Thieves Team Liquid should be a fucking banger. Sunday, Evil Geniuses C9. Uh, okay. This so this upcoming week is quarters. Then we'll have semis and finals. Um. So awesome. Looking forward to that. We should have some some absolutely amazing games co going forward. Uh. So let's move into the round table. Ooh, Aiden did not uh, update the round table <laughs> like I thought he would. <laughs> Uh, all right, so real quick, it's just going to be Discord answers because those are the ones I could get to quickly. Um, yeah, well, so last week's yeah. question, while you look at some okay, of those, was if you could instantly learn one League of Legends champion combo or mechanic, what would it be and why? Um, so I wasn't here yeah, for that. Yeah, answer the question. And, I mean, I listened to you guys, and I, and I think honestly... Like, the two that got brought up of, like, being able to do, like, barrel combos on Gangplank or being able to do barrel combos <laughs> the on The barrel voice, yeah. Um, are, are, like, two of the really big ones that I would love to be able to do. Mm -hmm. um, I, 
I don't know. I guess, like, knowing how to space glide on Twitch would be pretty fun. That would be really fun. It is so I don't... cool. It's so cool to see. Um... Yeah. Um, so that's gonna yeah. be my answer. Is it? I would be. I I want to know how to space glide on Twitch. I feel like that's something that's at least attainable, you know. Yeah, and it's probably like somewhat useful for some other characters. Yeah, because it's just like really, really good kiting. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah. Some answers. Uh, uh, uh Wild Thane Thresh OTP said gangplank time barrel. Uh, there's nothing more satisfying than one-shotting three people at once in a Drake fight with a three-piece combo. I'm already hooked on learning him mid from less than 10 games, uh, and it's really just my old hands holding me back. Uh, Dingus said, I would definitely want to build uh, MF to her full power. I find that a mix of lethality and crit is good. Unranked Misfortune main, waiting for at least uh, Mastery 7 to start ranked. Uh, and I have yet to take her into ranked because I'm too scared. I've been messing around with runes and crap to find out the best combo. Uh, and it looks like those are, oh, I'm sorry. There's been more, uh, zero said, I would definitely want to be able to hit all three cues every time I Zed ult, uh, it'd be a guaranteed kill for sure. I'm making a question of my own, but if you, um, had the exact skill of any OTB, a pro player, but only on one champ, what player would it be? Solar Baka is mine. 100%. I think he's a gangplank one trick. Um, Zod said Ash kiting slash spacing It's poetry down 40 CS and getting uh, Turbo stomped in lane but the first 5v5 At Baron I turn into ruler uh, And then Oh interesting the last Samira I said uh, Alistair combo is a good one There's always a crippling fear of Messing that easy combo up Awesome I feel like that combo's gotten A little bit easier considering the buffer That they were able to build into it Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's still it's still just, you know there. I'm sure if uh, if it's if it's uh, a little overwhelming to approach. Yeah, and, and I do like that. There's someone brought up like a, uh, an easier one because that is something that's like as sick it would as it would be to like be good at the let's say Gragas combo. It's like if you could just 100 percent of the time never make a mistake yeah. on easy combo. That's also really valuable. Yeah, I think that's a, a really good point to bring up uh, Ash as well. You know, if you if you're able to just mm -hmm. play really high, high consistently, um, you know that's got to be a really strong, you know, trait to have. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this week's roundtable, he didn't pick one. So in honor of him finally removing, haha, -ha sitcom <laughs> two chumps. Um, I'm gonna pitch what that actually was. I don't remember, so I'm glad you do. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, so the basic idea is like pitch a pitch a sitcom with like two or more characters um which i guess is kind of hard to answer as a round type question but like what what two characters or more would you want to see in like a reality tv show or sitcom um so you know think you know the cast of friends but replace them with six champions okay jesus um... or, or you know again obviously like there's two person sitcoms or three person yeah. so that was yeah, the original was like two two champions are roommates and it's a sitcom what two is going to make the funniest show huh i don't know that's a tough one <laughs> in in honor of like the fucking stupid tooltips in legends of runeterra i really want to get the like renekton nasus <laughs> story where it's like they're brothers they're roommates and like 
during the day they're like fighting wars and like maintaining a sacred library and they get home and Nasus is just like god damn it redectin clean up your fucking <laughs> shoes god that leave so your funny. fucking cleaver everywhere put it away <laughs> that'd be that'd be pretty good um i think i'm gonna say aurelian soul in the entire like mount targon cast uh, because I think that would be really funny to see, like, the the little antics going on, you know, between, like, him absolutely hating every single one of their guts and them trying to kill him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I, th- I think that would be funny. I like that. Yeah. So if you want to send us your answers to that roundtable question, you can send them to us um, on Twitter. You can send us an email. You can respond in our Discord, discord.gg slash leadcast. Go to the roundtable channel. Uh, you can hit up Aiden on Twitter, and I believe those are all the places that they can send those. So I think so. On to Zorica's mail time, aka mail fight, aka we have a shit ton of emails. Let's fucking go. Yeah. So like I said at the start of the show, we're not going to get to them all, but we will get to as many as we can. And then if your um, if your email did not get read, then we will get it next week. First email is from Ido. Uh, hello there, it's Ido again. Riot has announced that they will be looking to rework Talia in Olaf in a similar way that they did with Ari. They gave Ari big changes to make her more viable and more modern, as we all know. And I was wondering, as an old Talia mid player, if you guys think that they'll uh, make her more viable mid again with a more healthy approach with the upcoming rework, or if they'll make her better for, uh, in the jungle. I saw a lot of tw- a lot of Twitter comments, and everyone seemed to want her back into mid lane. Uh, and when do we ever see Talia jungle anyway? She's uh, one of the lowest pick rates in the game. And if there was made a poll, I'm sure the majority would want her back on mid. Also, I apologize to Aiden for last week's email as I seemed to have accidentally twisted his tongue with the power of weird phrasing. English is not my main language. So maybe that screws native uh, English speakers over. Also, that Big Mike mail uh, made me chuckle as it reminded me of Aiden's list of good leagues, league names, which included the name Big Dad. What a fucking unit of a name. Best wishes, Ido. Well, hey, you don't, don't don't worry. It wasn't your phrasing. Aiden just doesn't know how to read. <laughs> we all have trouble reading sometimes, but I feel like Aiden more than more than most. <laughs> and that's okay. Our our reading abilities are inversely related to our League of Legends rank. Uh <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I would say I'd say that's that's fair. Aiden's the worst. I'm I'm pretty good at reading stuff. You are. I, I power through you are. those Patreon lists. Um <laughs> yeah. So Thanks, Ido. Um, I don't know. I, I like to lead in the jungle, but I I do think it would be fine if they wanted to push her in the mid lane as well. Uh, I personally don't have a preference, so it's kind of whatever, I guess, the I majority. I hate to lead in the jungle. Do you? Yeah. I like Because I feel like Talia is supposed to be a control mage, uh-huh. but she becomes an assassin in the jungle. Oh, and like, I see. Yeah. I, I don't like the control mage becomes an assassin, and I just hate that be like one of the biggest like you know weaknesses that control mages normally Mm -hmm. have is like early game and skirmishing and it just like takes that weakness away and it's just so ridiculously good when it's good she takes over the game i i i really dislike it i wish there were more viable like other jungler mages that weren't just what what ap characters are also assassins because that's pretty much the ap jungle cast right now is like yeah you're either a tank that deals magic damage or you're an ap assassin mm-hmm. there's there's really no in between yeah i i'm trying to think of any, literally any character that fits that but i 
him yeah right because like control mages don't really fit in the jungle yeah um and, and like the closest you're probably gonna get is like fiddles but again even he kind of becomes more of an assassin yeah um, i mean he has like, to like, be he's, an assassin he's, yeah yeah right he, he pops out and does a bunch of damage and it's like damage over time but you know he's about getting one good combo mm-hmm. um so yeah huh anyway um I, i'd be happy to see her pushed back into the mid lane um olaf i'm wondering what they're gonna do to him but yeah because i feel like olaf has a at least has a place you know he's he's pickable if not like he obviously he's not very strong right now but you know he he has a place in the meta and i i wouldn't say that he needs a rework to bring him back i think he just needs his numbers to be i I don't know in line with everyone else Mm -hmm. so we'll see yeah Thanks again for the email, Ida. Next one is from Elliot. Hey, guys. I've been playing Norms, and I was thinking about trying something new. I want that beautiful blue Mastery (laughs) 7. So I was like, what about Evelyn Top? It's been interesting results. There are games I pop off and destroy. My first game, I went 24, 4, and 7. I've tried multiple Mythics, and I've come to the conclusion that Riftmaker is the best laning Mythic for Eve. Thoughts on this pick? Does she get bullied in lane? Uh, she does get bullied in lane, but post six year in Viz and can roam. I've had a lot of fun playing it. Also, you can build attack speed, twisted fate, and not put a point in Q until thirteen. Thanks for the podcast. Uh, P.S. Tiny Tina's Wonderland is fun. Elliot, have you been playing any Tiny Tina's Wonderland? No, that's uh, Borderlands, right? Yeah, I, I I never got into the Borderlands, so I haven't. But I know Warren and a bunch of his friends have been I big on it. I haven't either. I've tried a couple times, and it, for some reason, it's just not something. It's not a game that really you know speaks to me. So I, I've yeah, not, so, but I've heard really, really good things, you know, about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so Evelyn Top, I actually knew somebody who was like an Evelyn Top main for a while. Um, th- this was like a, a different iteration of Evelyn back yeah. when her ultimate was like the AOE cast. Mm-hmm. And he would go Gunblade first item and he would like our Gunblade kill you at six every time. That's crazy. Um, I, I don't think Evelyn Top is very good. I think if you were going to play Evelyn solo lane, it's better mid. And not only can you, like, roam at 6, but I think the biggest strength of it is that you get insane regen when you're invisible. So you can just, like, take poke, walk away, get half your health bar back. So it's it's not even when you're invisible, because you get invisible at level 6, you just get it, period. Like, at level 1, you have that, um, and, and you just have to stay out of combat. So I could definitely... Yeah, if you're, like, not seen. Yeah. No, no, no I, I think it, even if it's your scene, you know, you just have that, that passive if you're out of combat. I'm pretty sure you have to be invisible um i will look it up really quick anyway uh because i i think it's just like something you you have Mm -hmm. uh boy i wish i could be i could be wrong could fucking tell what the wiki i wish there was an easy way to look up league of legends champions and what their abilities do yeah it'd be a real shame if i went to the league of legends website looking for what league of legends characters did um all right uh after not she gains demon shade after not performing actions that break stealth for four seconds. Taking damage from champions or turrets ends it immediately and puts it on a cooldown. Uh, while you're below a flat amount of HP, uh, you heal yourself every second. Uh, from level six onward, you also gain camouflage. So no, it's you just have to be out of okay, combat. So you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, makes sense. Super sick. Uh, I actually would. It's. I think in top lane it's a little hard, um, you know, to to just blind pick it into everything. But I think, you know, and the same is going to go for um, for what I'm about to suggest. But you could also go for um, 
you know, something in, in the mid lane where you have a little bit better access to, to roaming. Um, and I think you could, uh, that's what I said, Nick. I said it's better mid. Oh, did you? I'm sorry. You weren't listening to me. I'm sorry. I completely missed that point somehow. You think that my opinions aren't valid no, because I, I'm lower ranked than you, well, and that's hey, true. Then, then we agree. Uh, we think she's better mid lane, so give that a shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and also, so one thing that a lot of people probably don't know is that the healing threshold of your passive is based on your AP. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say, honestly, like you want to rush as much flat AP as possible. Which is why the, the typical Evelyn build is like the proto belt into death cap. Um, flat AP is going to be hugely effective for her. Oh yeah, um, it, it it is something that is like pretty important, and I think the difference between a lot of like really good Evelyn players and really bad ones, or not, I won't say really bad, not so great ones. Um, you know, if your Sork shoes are like really really strong right now, and obviously pretty good on Evelyn. Um, but they don't give you any, any region in the jungle and not that you terribly need it, but an Evelyn who is able to completely disengage from a fight and then re-engage from stealth from a different angle, like is absolutely mm-hmm. insane. Like it's so hard to deal with that. Yeah. She, she leaves at 40%, comes back five seconds later at like 80% and, and is still able to one hit your priority character, you know, definitely. Um, so yeah, thanks for the email, Elliot. Good luck with your uh, your Eve play. Yeah. Uh, our next email is from Vivis. Uh, hey guys, I started listening to the podcast around two months ago and I really enjoy it. You do a great job providing entertainment combined with actual knowledge about the game. So I had to give you five star rating on Spotify. Now I have a question. Back when you were talking uh, about Elden Ring, you said the community was toxic. What does that mean to you? You never explained that. Anyway, uh, keep doing you. You got me and my soul hooked forever, Vivis. Um, so I, it means if you lick them, you'll get sick. <laughs> so I think we we did talk about it. Maybe it wasn't um, like super clear what we meant. But in like Souls games, um, there exists like a community that thinks if you if you beat the game a certain way or beat certain bosses a certain way, um, that doesn't really count. So if you, I mean, one of the most common or like the, the full on gatekeep where it's like, you didn't even play the game. Yeah. I guess, I guess that's what I meant is like, you know, it doesn't count as beating the boss if you did it like with a summon. And that's, that's the most common one is like, if you brought in another, another player to help you beat the boss, you didn't beat the boss. You just had someone else beat it. Um, and that's sort of like the, the toxicity that I think we were discussing, uh, within the context of that conversation. Um, mm-hmm. on one hand, like, okay, there's something to be said about that where like, you know, maybe you should, I I'm of the opinion personally that like, Hey, give a boss a shot before you call in, you know, some health, some help. I'm not saying grind it for, for two or three hours before you even like think about getting some help, but I don't know, give every boss a fair shake. If it seems like something you could, you could do or that, you know, really cool mechanic that you'd like to learn, you know, keep, keep going, give it a shot. It'll be so much more satisfying if you're able to beat it by yourself. That being said, if you bring someone in, who cares? Like, who cares? Play the game that you want to. If you want to, if you want to co-op with someone, you know, go for it. That, that, if, as long as you're enjoying the game, like that's the only thing that matters in, in for video games in general, not even just, um, not even just, uh, like souls games. So I guess like that's the, the really quick and easy version of it. Um, yeah. So thank you, Vivas. Um, 
I'll move on to the next one. The next email is from Gabby. Hi, LeeCast. I am somewhat new to the League community as I started playing in September. A group of my friends that are gold players convinced me to get into the game. Uh, my friends put me into the support role to learn the game, and I'm still sort of suck stuck there. However, I have fun in mid lane sometimes as my second pick. I found you all in November and want to thank you for the good laughs, thought exploration, and information you share each week. I am bronze, Sag, in attempting to climb. I play with silvers and golds the majority of the time in our flex queues, 60% win rate. But when I go back to solo queue with a win rate, I am not proud to mention the teams I am put with versus the teams I'm up against is upsetting to say the least. Somehow I get the spam pinging 010 Vise, the other team with a duo bot uh, laying on their OTP champs that make my AD carry uh, that makes my AD carry running at them, not using abilities AFK, and a turret diving top laner that dies every time, uh, making uh, a battle boss. Last week I run uh, I won two. First game crushed them plus seven LP. Ne second game close one plus eleven. And lost one. Two open nexuses lost final team fight minus fifteen LP. Um, net game plus real P I have to step away for a week or two at a time because it really makes my head hurt. I just want a positive experience that it really seems to give any thoughts on the balance of LP plus or minus though. You guys are far removed from low ELO. I'm considering going out of my comfort zone and trying to learn a carry role. So at least I can blame myself for the lack of progress. A friend that uh, has been really encouraging me to learn jungle, but I have no idea where to start with that. People hate their junglers, and I feel junglers often hate themselves and everyone else too when things go wrong, which is all too often. Is it too early for me? I'm sorry for these silly questions. Uh, I find it hard to ask because those um, who have been playing for uh, for so long often do not realize what new, new players do and do not know. That's been simple knowledge to them for years. New players like myself don't always know uh, what, the, what are the right questions to ask. League is an intimidating world to get into. I've also heard you guys mention experience for females playing the game, and I definitely have some perspective. I purposely try to hide my gen gender because of the things that I've faced uh, if they found me in the past. A brief description of treatment regardless of role or KDA. Nice, guys. No one important died, but I did. Or wow, woman moment for missing a low cooldown ability after they missed her ult the last three times. It's so weird and random to jab at such things uh, when I could easily shut them down by critiquing their gameplay. Fortunately for them, I'm a nice person. I guess it is tradition to apologize, so sorry for the long uh, length. League has definitely raised my blood pressure at times, but overall, I think it is really fun and appreciate this positive community you all have made. I'm eager to learn more and become better with time. Thanks in advance, Gabby. Ooh, so a lot to unpack there. Mm -hmm. uh, the first question, do we think that uh, LP gains should be, I guess, any thoughts on the balance of LP gains and losses? Yes, <laughs> the system sucks. <sighs> <laughs> uh it's really dumb that for instance i i think i am one game below 50 percent win rate on my main and i'm still gaining 20 19 20 okay i'm exactly 50 percent win rate after the last game that i played i'm still gaining between like 17 to 20 lp per game and losing you know 15 to 16 at the very most probably less than that so it like that's really dumb. On the other hand, you know, you're plus three LP after going two and one. That's you know, that's dumb as well. Um there definitely needs to be some changes. I've proposed some some extremely like liberal uh uh LP mm -hmm. changes. Uh, and I think I mentioned it last week. I think you shouldn't I, I think you should gain like fifteen LP 
minus 15 LP or minus like 10, something like that for every single game that you play. Um, something, something wild that just keeps people coming, you know? I, I guess like, I feel like they, def they shouldn't build the system to constantly push everyone up. And that like, I, I, you had said on the last week's show that like, you think that people should be able to climb with a 50% win rate, which I, I don't agree with in principle, just because it like, it, it inflates things over time. And then you have to start doing like resets or like making up new divisions um, I, I think it should be close to that where it's like you should absolutely be able to climb with a 51% win rate and that you generally should not be losing more than you win. And if you are, it should probably like inform you of that. Mm -hmm. um, I like one, one thing that I would wonder about this in specific, Gabby, is you mentioned plus seven for a win that you crushed was there an afk on the other team because i don't know if if loss mitigation also it does not decrease it doesn't no. okay so then yeah plus seven for a win seems really fucked up mm -hmm. um I, I don't know how your mmr is where it is that they're like screwing you over that it, like that in bronze but that that's just really unfortunate um it will eventually even out and get better but it's it's not a great system and it feels bad for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's also a very hard problem to actually solve as much as like we can throw out a bunch of ideas. Like it is a hard question to solve. It really is. Um, I mean, the reality is uh, I would, I would like to see like how many games you've played. Uh, it seems like you've, you've played a lot based on the LP gains and you've probably lost a lot. So the system is like under the um under the the way that it's it's intended to work right now it it is working as intended um which is not to say like it's it's a good system but mm -hmm. you know if it's a if it's supposed to be working this way if and you're losing more than you're winning then you know it, it's doing the the job that it's supposed to unfortunately yeah i i would also say that like again not, not speaking to you specifically because i haven't seen your like match history to know yeah. this but people will have a lot of like recency bias and kind of confirmation yeah. bias where like most people think that they should be climbing and so when they see something like this where you win two lose one and got plus three you say the system is broken because you think you should be like climbing mm -hmm. I, I i've never seen somebody on a reddit thread say Hey, I got minus seven, minus eight, and then plus fifteen. I went one and two, but netted zero. What the fuck, Riot Games? I should have lost LP. Yeah, that's um, a, that's a good perspective. Yeah, right. Like, no, nobody's making that complaint. Um, mm -hmm. and and if they do see that, they say, "Oh, the system is working because it knows I should be climbing." Yeah, you know, ultimately, matchmaking what it's trying to do is get you where your skill level belongs and push you towards a fifty percent win rate. Um. So in your case, you're you're you didn't want to mention your win rate. I imagine it's sub fifty percent. So what it's doing is trying to push you down to be in a less skilled game so that you win more, and your win rate is trying to be fifty percent. Mm -hmm. So right, you're losing more than you win because you're you know again you're you're losing more of your games anyway, and like it's it's a little bit of a self fulfilling prophecy. Obviously, like. You're going to be lower ranked because you lose LP every game, but like that's that's how it's designed. Yeah. Um. Right, but again, if we're 
looking at the design of it, it, it is working as intended. If, if I had, let's say, you know, if, if, if Riot Games gave me a fresh account that was Challenger, you know, 2000 LP, I would sink that thing to D1 so <laughs> fast. And my win rate would be like 10%. And then it would sink me down to D4. And then if I played like another thousand games in D4, my win rate would probably end up at about 50%. And the system would have worked. Most people don't have time to play 1500 games a season to let that work in the long run. But um, it, it, again, it, it, it feels really bad. It, it could be better, but... Um, you know, it, it is what it is. We all have to deal with it, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, as for switching from whatever role you're playing now into a more of a carry role, um, I think that that's something a lot of people get in their head about. Every role is a carry role if you play it right. Um, you can hard carry from support. You can hard carry from mid, from top, from jungle, from AD carry. You know, if you want to try something new, absolutely go for it. If you enjoy what you're playing now, absolutely stick to it there's no reason you have to do anything else it's just kind of what you want to do and, and what you enjoy yeah that's um, that's something that i wanted to talk about as well um the, if if you're interested in something go for it who cares you're gonna you're gonna learn you, you know play it in normals play it in the flex games with people who will, will be supportive of supportive of you that you'll be able to learn from uh and then grow as a player that way um the best place the, the best time to to learn something new is what like 20 years ago then yesterday then today so it, it, you know if that's something that you're interested in if you want to learn the jungle go for it i think that you know that's going to be really good you're probably going to get the role every single time um just because that's you know currently how the the game is set up but um i i, I say go for it especially if you have people to teach you i think that's a such a great way to get into to get into the game, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, and I would also then kind of mention like our community, I would hope that you're in the discord. If you're not come on over discord.gg slash leadcast. There are a ton of people in all skill levels in our discord. Um, we know we do fairly often community nights. Some of them are more competitive. Some of them are more silly, but like you, I'm sure could very easily get a group of people together and say, Hey, I want to learn jungle. I don't know how to jungle. Does anyone know? Mm -hmm. Or are people willing to play normals with me or play versus AI with me so that I can learn the role? Or, you know, is there a jungle main on here who would want to play like a co-op versus AI game with me and tell me what to do in the jungle? Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a very supportive community. We try and keep it that way. Um, we do not tolerate people being asshats because of somebody's race sex gender religion elo champion preference you know fucking anything um so you know i i obviously all league as a whole is, is not that yeah. way but um you know like, like you mentioned you know in league you're gonna get a lot of people making all sorts of different comments because you happen to be a woman or you happen to be one of any category like people are going to give you shit for something no matter what you know again as as a white male i still get shit talked all the time um obviously it's it's different and i'm yeah. not trying to claim it's the same but it's like regardless of what you are like you could literally be faker like the best league of legends player in the world 
and you're gonna get still shit talked constantly in solo queue by somebody who's like, hey, you missed your E, you fucking suck. Mm. I can't imagine. I can't believe you have three world championships, loser. I mean, the best, why don't you have five? The best example of this is Twitch chat, right? Where it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter like what role you're playing, you know, what champion you're playing. You're gonna get flamed by people who probably have never had a victorious skin in their life, you know. So it's just it's just one of those things where you gotta have a you, you know tough skin sometimes because it, that's just the way like the community is unfortunately like it's really shitty um that being said like go ahead and play with um play with the people who who you know won't treat you like that um i assume you have like a, you know a group of friends that you enjoy playing with like we said the discord is is always bumping uh there's there's people playing uh quite often um colton brought up community nights i think it's a good time to to mention that we are bringing community nights back uh, at least it seems to be on a semi semi permanent basis. Um, so go ahead and like join the Discord and play um, uh, play with us Wednesdays at I think six fifteen uh, Eastern, and uh, you know hang out with us that way. Um, I guess that's for uh, something else that I wanted to mention. Uh, not to I, like I'm definitely not excusing like the behavior, but I think the cause of a lot of like toxicity around women in the internet is like a, a lot of people, this is their first time interacting with a, like a, a woman like this on a, on a, in this environment, I suppose. And not like, that's definitely not an excuse. Like it's, a, it's, you know, unacceptable and we really should be welcoming anyone who wants to, to play video games. Um, but it's really easy to, to, I guess like fall into that, um, I'm going to say something like really wild. So she notices me so I can like keep talking to her, you know, so something will happen. She'll be my girlfriend if I, if I mean to her or, you know, something like that. I don't know. Something like super stupid. Um, so I, I you know, try to have a little bit of thick skin. It's going to suck. Um, but I don't know, play with other people who actually enjoy, you know, your company and, and playing games with you. Yeah. Thanks again for the email, Gabby and good luck. Next one from Steve. Hey, so I've been a singe main for the past few years. I just recently got to Masters after Ooh. perfecting my singed right-click mechanics for countless games. Yo, congratulations. Uh, I really enjoy the champ, despite the simplicity of the abilities. My question is, why don't we see more of singed in competitive play? And what do you think it will take in terms of rework or buffs to singe for him to be viable in pro play? Thanks for being a consistent weekly League of Legends podcast that I can listen to and enjoy. Have a great week. Steve out. Steve. Um, so why why don't we see Singed in competitive, Nick? I actually don't know. Um, I So I think primarily his laning is fucking atrocious in terms of um, like in terms of competitive viability. They're, they're a lot better like pro teams are a lot better at um you know managing waves and and pressure along the map where you know you're able to you're not able to proxy as much um it's going to be more difficult to to do that and uh, pro teams are a little bit better at alleviating some of the pressure that that singed puts out that being said i i really don't know especially with some of the comps that we're seeing like uh, Zillion Singed is absolutely insane. Zillion Yumi is absolutely insane. Um, you know, if Sivir ever, ever makes it back into the meta, 
Sivir is a fantastic character for um, for Singed. I think with the prevalence of Hecarim, we should have seen a little bit of Singed. Singed is a, is a character who's fantastic. If he isn't the person engaging a fight, if he's just able to to kind of like go in after a main tank has has you know aggroed the fight, so to speak. Um, so I I don't know. There's uh we've we've seen it a couple times. I think Dyrus was probably the most popular, um, um, singed player at least in North America. Yeah, I mean, there was a. I want to say it was like Looper played a little bit of singed. Mm. Um, there, there was, I think, a Korean player who had like a, a little singed pocket pick that really didn't come out often. Um, I, I think you nailed it that pretty much like singed's biggest strength is creating a bunch of like pressure on the map and creating unusual situations that no other champion really makes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I'm stomping lane on Garen as opposed to like stomping lane on Singe, it looks very different because. It's it's rare on Garen that I'm proxying at your inhibitor. Yeah. Um, but it's on rare Singe, on Garen to to want to have died ten times, you know. Yeah. Um. And and so I think they manage it a lot better. Where it's like, if you try to get behind for the first wave, like they'll have warded it and will probably kill you or stop you from getting in. Mm-hmm. And you know, like Nick said, if it's hard for Singe to go in first, and it's I think hard to draft a singed and another hard engaged champion and have the enemy team not build disengaged tools in a like highly skilled competitive arena mm-hmm. as well as like pro teams are very good at disengaging bad fights um that being said he, he definitely could see games i think that there's also just like a reputation of singed and singed players that most pro players probably don't want to be seen as a singed player and definitely don't want to risk picking it and doing poorly and then getting like super flamed from the community. Yeah. Which is a real shame because I think like the character has a lot of like really, really interesting. I won't say like gameplay. Cause I don't think that's really something that I don't know. You kind of just run around, but a lot of really interesting like choices that he forces teams into. It's it's really hard to play against Singed if you're not familiar with like how to mm. how to do that or how to um uh how to like play against the pressure that he that he says like we were we were talking about earlier. It's um I don't, I don't know, it's a fun choice to to sort of like force teams into. Yeah. So. Um as for, you know, what they need to do to make him more competitive in you know professional scene that's a tough question i I would say um definitely go listen to our zed talks uh for s characters (laughs) i think we had a really really good one for singe so yeah i think Um, the the, the basic premise of it was that his poison at this point he's so accustomed to that if he's not in it he's taking damage Mm -hmm. um and like the idea that like he needs this to survive but it kills everyone else um I think it's really cool thematically for the character. I don't know if that would make him better for for pro play, but I don't know. Um, we could see him lean a little bit more into the shimmer aspect of it as well. Like um, since uh, uh, yeah, you know, since he was spoiler teased a little bit in uh, in the uh, the the show. Mm-hmm. Yo, especially in like with Renata being in the game yeah. now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you if you're stuck in Singed's poison long enough, you eventually become enraged. Yeah. 
I don't know. Um, but yeah, thank you for the email, Steve. Uh, again, congrats on Masters, man. That's, That's sick. Higher than we've ever been. Yeah, I mean, with the exception of Aiden, but he's yeah, not but he's here. not here, so True. I can say that. Now. I can say that. <laughs> um, next email is for you. Ooh, large dad. Yeah, large dad. Uh, what's up, lads? It's the large, largest dad around. I was wondering, why am I not hearing anyone talk about Rengar? I feel with how the changes he just got, more people should be talking about him. The E changes alone are massive, yet I don't hear a single person talking about him. It's not like he's weak or anything, so I just don't understand why he's never mentioned. Even all the tier list people I follow slash watch uh, have neither moved him up their tier list in the slightest or even mentioned any of the changes. Seems pretty strange to me as a whole. P.S. I would write my roundtable answer here, but I'm stubborn and want my first roundtable answer that gets read to be posted in the Discord, and y'all like it enough to uh, read it, not just because it was an email. Did we read it this week? Boy, I hope uh, so. I don't, I don't know, man. But um, so, like, short answer is because they're dumb, we're smart. We talked about how strong Rengar is going to be with these changes. I think he's very strong right now. Um, I, I think people who are not familiar with Rengar didn't probably realize how like significant those buffs actually are um you know riot then had to go and immediately nerf him <laughs> because he was too strong um and I, I i don't know man people who aren't talking about rengar we we were talking about rengar we are talking about rengar he is very strong right now they just nerfed him i think he's still going to be very strong you know his damage is the same outside of against turrets so that that nerf's not gonna it, it's gonna you know make him a weaker solo laner and when you get the good gank off like you might get one less plate i think he's still super strong mm -hmm, for sure um you know i i think rengar has been underrated for a long time and if you're good at rengar he does ridiculous damage like it's... yeah i th i think the only issue like uh, so i mean rengar is not a perfect character obviously um but i i think like he is a little bit binary in his gameplay um where currently he you know he hasn't changed outside of this for a long time but currently it's um one hit someone wait for them to respawn one hit them again you know or or, or something to that effect like i'm gonna one hit someone and then move around the map doing other stuff so it's it's sort of like well there's a lot of things to keep someone safe i mean zonia's is, is really really strong against you know that character um Death Stance is obviously really strong. Guardian Angel, Stopwatch is super prevalent in the meta. You know, you could build Shield Bow. There, there's lots of things to prevent being one hit. And when a character's identity relies around, you know, that as like that's kind of it. Uh, it's difficult to to see anything else. Um, so he he just needs a little bit of help in in other departments, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. Thank you for the email, yeah. Large Dad. Next one from Peter, I believe. Hello, governors. To start off, I've been listening to the podcast for about six months now and love it. Keep up the great work. I'm a Plat 3 support main, and I recently made an alternate account for playing Proxy Singed Top. <laughs> but during one of my promo games, somebody on my team decided to ban my Singed. So I just said, screw it, and played Proxy Volibear. To my surprise, it worked decently well. So well, in fact, that I now play it in most of my games. Here's my question. When I proxy, I often get reported by my team. This is because I do a weird 1.5 proxy where I take the mid melee minions on the second, third, and fourth uh, minion waves before executing myself. After that, I sometimes double proxy for a good chunk of the laning phase. 
Here is my question. Should I be banned for my absolute degeneracy? I would love to hear your thoughts and arguments. <laughs> also, why is Everfrost stats 127% gold efficient? Honestly, you can grab this item on the Manalist Champs and still be okay stat-wise. And why is no one going this on Ezreal? Anyway, sorry for my based email, Peter. Uh, I think Everfrost on Ezreal is actually troll. I think Everfrost is very good. Um... I mean, it's troll yeah. because it's such a short, like, range, right? I mean, like, when are you yeah. ever going to be within <laughs> Everfrost range of a character? And you've already got enough self-peel on yeah. Ezreal. Yeah, it's definitely not something um, that you, like, want, I guess. Yeah, as, as to this absolute degeneracy of proxying and taking other people's waves... And I, I don't think you should maybe be banned for it, but I do think that you are like probably negatively impacting your chances of winning and that person's enjoyment of the game. Um, you know, if if your support walked around in the jungle while you were jungling and took all of your small wolves and your small raptors and your small krugs and let you only get the big one, like you would flame that player and be upset. If you're taking mid lanes access to gold and experience, you are negatively impacting the game for them. So like I would be upset if that was happening and Hey, maybe you hard carry with that gold and win the game. But um, I, I, I do think that's generally something I would look down on, I suppose. Yeah. It's just a little shitty. Like uh, I'm, uh, you're definitely not like doing things to intentionally lose games or anything like that. Um, but imagine if you were in the other scenario where you only had access to three minions every every wave, right? Like it would be really shitty. Um, maybe maybe not every wave. I think y you you phrased it a little bit differently. But it, if you were in their scenario, it would be it would be frustrating. Do I think you should be banned for it? No, probably not. Um, should you reevaluate evaluate like why you're doing that and if you should continue to do it? Yeah, probably. Maybe it's not the best idea to to upset the teammates who are helping you win, you know. So yeah, keep it up, yeah. John, or uh, or don't. <laughs> Maybe uh, that was from Peter. Was it? Oh, I'm wait no. Wait, why does it say John at the bottom then? Uh, well, it says Peter and then John, so I don't know if we're missing an email um, or if that's the start on, of the I'm next seeing. one. I'm looking because I don't know. This is this is fishy. I I thought I copied everything pretty well. Um, okay, it says both in the email. Oh, okay. Thank you to Peter John. Yeah, thanks, Peter John. Next email is from uh, Cats Rain. Uh, hello, Lee Cass. It's This is Cats Rain. I've been spam listening to the show on Spotify for the last month and a half and have uh, about four to five more episodes to catch up on. Oh, Jesus. I've thought of a new game mode and would like to see your opinions on it and any possible changes you would make. It's called Oriana Ball. Standard 5v5 with all champions in the champion pool, excluding Oriana, of course. The goal of the game is to hold onto the ball for as long as possible in a set uh, time to be adjusted uh, depending on how games would play out. Hashtag balancing. Once the ball is picked up by any champion, all skills, QWER and passive change. Well, one ability is to pass or throw the ball, an ability to dash, an ability to speed yourself up, uh, and other allied champions slash slow enemy champions. The ult would be a random ability of your current champion's kit. For example, if you were to play Kane, uh, 
and have the luck to get his W or his E, you could run through walls. However, the next time you pick up the ball, you could land his actual ult and you have to play around that. The passive would be a buff uh, when you are no longer holding the ball. All of your champion's abilities have reduced cooldown and more damaging, uh, more damage. It would be balanced around a ratio of time. If I held the ball for 30 seconds, now all of my abilities will be empowered for a short amount of time. The catch is you can only use the abilities while holding onto the ball so many times before you'll be forced to pass or throw the ball. CC uh, roots will not drop the ball. However, they will have the only the option to throw. Any other form of CC will drop the ball where the player stands. I think it should just be all CC. Uh, death. Death will result in the ball dropping wherever the player has died. In order to prevent a player from picking up the ball and backing to base, the back button will be disabled while holding the ball. Players currently, uh, I'm sorry, the player currently holding the ball will not be able to walk back into base or dash, including bait and blinks through base walls. Anyway, that's all I have now. Obviously, this is all hypothetical, as I could not see uh, Riot introducing a game like this into League of Legends. Thank you for your time. Keep up the good work. Cats rain. P.S. I will not be apologizing for the length of this email. That being said, I understand if you cut it down. Uh, 2,300 characters. Cats rain. Um, I don't, you know, I don't hate it. It sounds a lot like, um, oh, God. Uh, I think it's called Oddball from Halo. Um, it doesn't sound the worst. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's. It, I don't. I like. I feel like I would rather have it in a strictly PvP sense of like, not like teams of five on five, but like maybe solo or duo of like. Let's just put like ten players, and they're all fighting. I, I guess you could do a five v five. I just. I I I'm. I confuse like what the win con is at the, that point. I, I guess to hold like, it you until just... you get to like a thousand points or whatever, you know? Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. Something like um, that. I think there's definitely room for something like this. It would just probably need some adjustment to, to fit for league. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, th- I think so too. Um, this, this reminds me a lot of um, uh, like a King of the Hill style thing, which I think would be yeah. another fun game mode. It's, um, you know, it exists in, oh God, what's Nexus Blitz? Um, if King mm-hmm. of the Hill. And I think it's like done kind of okay there, but I think it, there, there could be a mode dedicated entirely to um, uh, to King of the Hill. And that would be fun with the reduced cooldowns, yeah. reduced game or map size, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. I think also a way to probably do it better be like, instead of replacing your abilities and having a random one is just that like your summoner spells become like, throw ball and like catch ball or something else yeah um, so that like the point is like you get to play your team comp and it's like okay well you can play a cc heavy team to just knock the ball off them and try and get it or you can just try and kill them all to steal the ball or you can just play something really mobile and not fight because they can never catch you mm-hmm. um but yeah thanks for the email Catherine. poggers next one is uh i'm a fishy ah true it's not at the bottom sorry it's the top yeah hey it's i'm a fishy here yeah we're talking about issues with the rank system last week during emails that reminded me of an important thing that never comes up it's significantly easier or faster to climb from a fresh account uh, a lot of the time to get to high silver or gold than from an account that is already in low silver despite placements typically starting in bronze for new accounts there's too much lp drop off uh, over time, gaining 30 win and losing 8 a loss to going 15 for a win, 15 for a loss is super gross. 
The entire system feels like it's designed to make climbing absolutely miserable. My first time hitting gold was not on my main, but on a smurf because I heard that it helped. My MMR was so good and win rate was so high that I skipped my gold promos, skipped gold three, and peaked failing my plat promos that season, being a player who had only ever gotten to gold promos once. It was still a bit painful getting the main to gold, but it was so gratifying to finally hit gold and know that I was capable. If you're going to reset people from silver all the way down to iron, like it's happened on an alt of mine, you should compensate with making the gains last as long as they do on a fresh account. You should not have to play a game a day to make it to your previous rank on your account with a 52% win rate. That is the level they want people to play to avoid decay. Sure, it's not the same time constraint, but it's a lot to expect for being in the bottom 70% of the (laughs) player base. We obviously don't know everything about MMR, but we can tell it's messed up and that for a lot of hardstuck silver players, the best move is to just start over. The only way I can cope with grinding back to my old rank is dueling with friends, uh, and my win rate is worse with friends, but it's fun at least. Um, but if such one that's removed, that's going to be such a slog. I think the issue is that even if you jump from 50% to 60% win rate, it's still 100 games to climb three divisions. At an average of 30 minutes, including queue times and dodges, FFs and remakes, which is quite generously low for low elo, that's still 50 hours of gaming at 60% win rate uh, to go three divisions. Now, let's say you only had 55% win rate. That's funnier. It's 100 hours for three divisions, the standard climbing win rate. Uh, Long story short, you should not be getting only 13 to 19 LP a win after placements and uh, trying to get back to a rank from last season. If the person genuinely got worse at the game, they'll have a lower win rate, and eventually you can use that to gatekeep. Sorry for the long email, but I think the issue here is the MMR system, not the reset amount. I'm a fishy. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think you'll find much argument here from, from us in terms of like resets are a little harsh and it takes too long to get back to where you were. Yeah. And MMR is not great and it takes too many games to climb. Um, you know, between the conversation earlier this show and the conversation last show, I think we've hashed out a lot of it. I think you did a really good job in like showing, how shitty it is when you are in the situation where it's like, I have to play like a hundred games at 60% win rate to go up yeah, or at 55% win rate to go up three divisions. Mm-hmm. That being said, like that sucks. If you are like massively better, I suppose. But like if you're at 55%, you're probably not massively better. Um, like it, it it sounds like a lot but i guess you know if if someone told me it's like okay you need to maintain 55% win rate from where you are for 100 games and you'll be d1 i'd say okay you know that sounds like pretty reasonable mm-hmm. um you know and again so if i went plus 10 games um out of 100 right would be 55% cuz i'd be at 45 55 um it, it I, I don't know it Again, it doesn't feel good a lot of times, but I, I do think it's actually pretty good at what it does. Yeah. Um, I... The reset feels like shit, though. The drop-off feels like shit, and like having to switch to a new account, that's one thing that I hate. I I, I, I always have wished that like they either like once a season or now that there are rank splits, like once a split, 
Like, I wish you could just, like, reset your own if you if you chose to. Like, I think my MMR is fucked. Like, like click a reset and then, like, l- you know, maybe drop me a division and, like, mm. let me try and recalibrate my MMR. Yeah. I, I could see that being an option. I wonder if it would like be abused but who cares at this point that's what i yeah. that's what i have to say who cares mm-hmm. um so yeah anyway thanks again for the email i'm a fishy and hopefully better luck in your climb on your main and your alts yeah the next uh email is from white uh and he says uh hi reactions to nasa's support and what characters you don't level one ability uh Sorry if it's long. You can cut it down if needed or read in a low content week. Hey, this is this might be the last email. It's pretty long, but we'll see. Uh, he's plat one for reference. Uh, played first games of Ash, Nasus, MF in Twisted Fate support uh, a couple seasons ago. The theory craft is strong, but the play style is very different and difficult to get used to. People dodge and people flame when you are uh, uh, when you are before your time. Oh, I see. Um. To be fair, I never played NASA support a lot, but it was uh, still nice, bitter to see it become meta after so long, meta in quotes. I got to Diamond Season 6 and 7 with TF Jungle, and it was honestly broken before the rune rework. Your clear was fast and your ganks were insane. You could power clear uh, after 6 and just be the best counter jungler in the game at any time or take free ganks. The map pressure was insane. Kind of like Nocturne or Karthus now, but better because you could uh, gank without ultimate too. Is not does not work anymore, sadly. I made it work with all attack speed runes and E start, optimized to clear well, stopped playing it overnight as the new runes came. When you max E and W, a point in Q was literally not worth. I later discovered uh, Aqua Dragon who did Oriana support, AP Kogma in Malzahar AD Jungle before the Malzahar rework. I don't uh, think those are as good as my picks, but he is a lot better at the game, so who knows. I also played Lux support before it became meta. Um, she was meta support before this though. Uh, there was a time just months before Aftershock Lux became a thing where people would literally flame me for for more for Lux support than Nasus because they saw it as a mid pick. Uh, her shield was it is the best in the game for team fights and is underutilized by most players. Looks at look at Lux support win rate uh, rise to the levels where she maxes out shield. I played Ash support for a season before Senna was really was released when you were forced to go AP support item, uh, and it worked well. Well, it's much better now. You don't level Q unless you play against a bad tank player in lane. Uh, have to learn to use E to help your jungler and other lanes uh, out that is uh, invaluable. Want to play League with map hack? Play Ash support. Now you can grow Umber Glaive, Gray, Umble, Umbral Glaive. Holy fuck. Uh, and have perfect vision every game. Coach your objective, uh, your team for objectives and play around vision. Uh, and if they listen to you, just win. The engage on ultimate every 30 seconds and W for team wide slow every two to three seconds is crazy value. The fun thing about Ash support is that you don't want mythic every game. You can choose from maybe five to six viable mythics depending on the game too if you get uh, that far or don't want debuffs. Let me know if you want me to go in depth. Uh, the pu- the slow to punish any engage you don't die from in lane makes it possible to win lanes most uh, normal mages would lose in two, hail or comet. Um... When Senna was released, I became an OTP for a while. Felt like she was made for me as a ranged AD carry support, and Ash gets crushed in that early lane. 20 games on Twisted Fate support with a 70% win rate this year. I don't level Q most games or and go straight for Ws. Uh, I play it like Malzahar with ultimate. Uh, only you can do it all the time. 
At two items, you have a two and a half second stun on a three second cooldown. CDR boots and Swifties are both good depending on how the enemy plays. Do you kite them and run them down? Ultimate for easy roams with jungle two. I don't do damage and go straight for cheap CDR or move speed. Shrelia's support item is most times enough. And you can go tank CDR instead of uh, RFC. Go font of life to give and get more move speed when your team hits stun targets. Enemies don't get to play the game. Uh, most people don't realize that they have to have to pay the mercs tax these games. Good against Yumi lanes, you scale better, and your stun kind of stuns two people in a way uh, in lane. If you're not familiar with Twisted Fate's playstyle, and if your laner uh, doesn't know how to play around stun card, you just get stomped in lane, though. I've had severe illusions where it feels like the enemy have zero options to play to. Uh, I also played with an AD carry who consistently went in one second after they were stunned, so both the enemy AD carry and support hit them for free instantly when the sun stopped. Positioning, uh, as with uh, Nasus Ash Misfortune, is critical, of course. You can kite around four to six stuns in a team fight without dying if you're doing your job. One of my best memories playing this was when I ulted a Jinx with Yumi on her. No defensive items right when the enemy engaged on us. I stunned her and kite back. She has to deal damage to her frontline, but I come back and stun her again. That was four to five seconds where we won the team fight uh, slash game th 5v3, kind of. The current thing is Misfortune Support. Learn to use indicators for ulti and uh, E and just build AP. Not best for ulti damage and you don't auto attack mostly uh, unless it's free. It's super safe. Most lanes can't sustain the damage early and the slow slash damage is honestly great late game too. Use ultimate when uh, you see it hits well. It still does enough even with AP. With your movement speed, you can ward easy, and your mid lane loves you when you come mid just to E the enemy once. Free 200 damage in pressure while, you, while, you, while your AD carry backs to lane, uh, walks back to lane, sorry. Often you don't want to use E on whoever engages on you, but rather to zone those who want to follow up on the engage. This took me a while to learn, but it's broken when you don't care about the Amumu, Alistair, Leona on their own. Requires their AD carry to have bad positioning though, but they will learn to respect the E so uh, most play back. Fun thing I found is that uh, CDR is almost as valuable on Misfortune uh, as a, uh, AP and Pen. CDR boots does equal or more damage than Pen over time, and you can get uh, CDR for ultimate and sums as well. Landry's every game rush, though. Comet Scorch cheap, cheap Shot is a must. You only win lane if you do enough damage, and you won't do that with First Strike or Late Game Runes. Also, brand support, uh, Rylai's Rush is best build. The utility and tankiness is insane. Kingo, Mandate, Leandri's Moonstone after, depending on the game too. Win rate stats supports that build too. Good luck, have fun, white. You always read the name correctly, don't worry. Pars. Yeah, so that, that, that's a lot of off-meta supports mm -hmm. that can potentially not put a point in an ability. Yeah. Um, I, again, I think most of them, there's still... <sighs> A little value in having it but um I, I don't know if we have time to go through like each one individually mm -hmm. yeah i mean those um, are those are good characters to to consider not putting points into for some mm -hmm. of them um but yeah i think uh i think he brings up some really interesting picks uh misfortune support is is definitely like getting more popular uh as is ash support um so yeah cool to cool to see that thank you definitely I also think, yeah, like the TF support idea does actually font sound really interesting. Yeah, I, I personally wouldn't say that uh, <laughs> he scales better than Yumi, but that's yeah, just my personal I don't know if it's good. opinion. It just does sound fun. I think Yumi is probably the best late game support in the game. 
Yeah, she's quite good. It's her or Lulu, um, right? And that's that's sort of it. Maybe uh, maybe Zillion. Maybe yeah, it's tough to say. Like, and then you could be like, oh well, Senna is the best scaling because she scales infinitely. I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> got him. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There, there's I think a lot of uh, room in support to do interesting things, mm-hmm. but people love to bitch and moan the second you pick anything that's yeah. not Shanna. Yeah. Um, yeah, thanks for the email. Uh, next one is from Skep. He says, Hola, Leadcast. Guess I speak Spanish now. <laughs> Skep here, back with another absolute banger of an email. I'd fallen a little bit behind in episodes and was listening to Reinforcing Positive Play in my chemistry class, and I was pretty interested in the conversation about wards and vision. After thinking about it for a little bit, I realized how many times I missed a ward or died because of the inconsistency with wards. Oh god! I believe yeah. I have the best possible solution to this problem. I propose that we just remove wards entirely so that nobody will ever be able to see <laughs> anything. It's not like the game would change at all since nobody places them in the first place. Either the game will only improve and the, we could also remove one of the least purchased items in the game. Control wards and ward stones, but whatever. I hope you guys enjoy my improvement to League as it is being implemented in preseason this year. Love, Skep. <laughs> P.S. I passed Spanish with a D, so I guess I don't really speak Spanish. Is that Spanish, passing? No. <laughs> um, it depends on the school policy. Huh. I always um, thought C was the, the lowest passing grade. Yeah, it d- depends, but most of the time D is not, I not, see. Ha- not happy um it's so a sad, it's uh, a sad probably, pass <laughs> yeah probably don't want to remove wards entirely um it would be interesting if they did yeah um, i think so you know. too i i think i would be fine with them removing trinket wards but i think that would be it i don't i don't think i'd want them to remove anything else so if, if they remove trinket wards would they then your only option is to buy control wards no, I, I think just support. remove trinket, trinkets. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, we've had that before. Um, I, I think there can be an argument to, like for the removal of wards being like, oh, it, it, you know, it, people place wards and now they play safer. If we, you know, remove wards, people have to play more aggressively, you know, to, mm-hmm. to do so. Um, but at the same time, the, the, the counter could be true. People play aggressively because they have reliable vision. You know, if you remove that, people have to play more safely and respect, you know, what could yeah. be there. Um, yeah, you can definitely go either way on it. Yeah. Um, I, I think to me that the, the I, like biggest option here is to just like add maybe more interaction with wards of like, you know, whether it be you can start holding more wards as support or better clearing options or disable options or like. I think options is generally the way to go as opposed to just like removing them entirely mm-hmm. or making them everywhere. Cause like there was a point where there were too many wards on the map and oh, that yeah. wasn't fun. I mean, when, when Wardstone was be, you know, being purchased by was supports an 800 and, gold item. and junglers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that there, like the vision system definitely has some unexplored depth to it that they could put some new stuff in. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I I think like currently wards are in a fine spot. Um, like trinkets in general, I think we're like I'll just classify them all together. Um, I think people really overvalue 
yellow trinket and undervalue the other trinkets. Um, but you know, that's something that will change over time or, or won't change mm-hmm. over time. And you know, that's all right yeah. as well. Yeah. Just one, I guess I like quick idea when I'm saying that like the vision system could have a lot more going on. Like I think a very simple example would be like, let's say they added a third or I guess like a fourth type of ward because you've got like control ward, regular ward, and then you've got like the blue trinket mm-hmm. vision. Like, what if they added something where either through like an item or you purchase it that you don't have, you know, vision of the area, but if it gets passed by an enemy, it'll ping it and like consume it. Oh, interesting. Right? Like okay, you don't, so you like don't a... know what champion you, it's just like, yeah, like a motion sensor. Okay. Right? Yeah. I like that. Right. It's like an enemy is near your blue buff. Yeah. You don't know who, you don't know how many. Hmm. Like, right, but it's like, then that could be an option where it's like, okay, maybe that's less expensive, but it works one time. Yeah. And it's gone. Or, you know, maybe there's one with, like, a really big area, or there's one with, like, a really small area. So it's like, okay, I can, like, cover, let's say, like, a quadrant of my jungle with this one that costs 100 gold, but, you know, it, it, it procs once, whether they're in there taking my gromp, or if they just dipped in because they thought I'd placed one mm-hmm. and would, like, pop it. And, you know, maybe it notifies the enemy team that they've triggered one. Maybe it doesn't. Like, there's a lot of potential ways you could go there. Yeah, I kind of like that. I think that's a really good trade-off, like, between, um, you know, losing something that that previously, like, I guess, like, consuming your ward slot versus... um, like the, the the strength of the the reveal because it's it's really strong to know okay someone's here you know you don't have to know who mm-hmm. or or anything like that you just have to you just have to know okay someone is here and that's uh, yeah and especially like at higher levels yeah with exactly. like process of elimination mm-hmm. you can do a lot more with that right where it's like at a high level you see that somebody triggered the blast cone or like the the, the scryer plant in the top side of their jungle you're like okay I know that their jungle is in a squadrant and i know based on the direction of the like which way the cone went that they probably went like krugs to red and then cleared the cone and are now going to raptors yeah right like and then are planning to maybe go mid like there's a lot of information that can be gleamed off that very small thing and, and then you know a lot of false information you can potentially plant by triggering those things a certain way mm-hmm. yeah um, but yeah thanks for the email skip uh, sorry about your Spanish grade, man. You gotta gotta get on that multilingual level. Yeah, get that Duolingo. Yeah, get the Duolingo going. <laughs> I think. Uh, do we want to do one more or call it a night um, there? Let's call Last it here. It's about a full page, so yeah. Um, we do have more emails. Um, we probably received it, but we are getting up on two hours, well, and it's late here. We can just read it real quick since it's uh, since it's pretty close. Uh, we have an email from Reservoir Dog uh, Shark. Uh, so Johnny's baby daddy reservoir hog. Oh, oh, you're saying who? Yeah, yeah, reservoir hog. I'm sorry. Did I say dog? Thinking about the movie. Um, you did, yeah. Uh, reservoir hog shark. So Johnny's baby daddy and uh, uh, Shroven, Shroven, Shroven. Yeah, Shroven. Um, so we will get to your emails first next week. Thank you guys um, so much for listening. If you want to send us an email, it is mail at leadcastpodcast.com. You can watch us on Twitch at King Lairdout at Blue Basket and at Lee Cast Frost. 
tweet at us at LeeCast on Facebook. We are LeeCast. Visit our website, LeeCastPodcast.com. Join our Discord server, discord.gg forward slash LeagueCast. All one word. Support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash LeagueCast. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.